I'm Karina and this is In Cahoots, a Mum Heart Australia podcast. My co-host Lacey and I will be joining homeschool mums across the country to share our wins and our struggles and encourage each other because everything's better when you do it with a friend. joining us for another week of In Cahoots podcast and we're really glad that we can share again with you this week. Now it's only been one week since our last episode and we've wanted to in this time where lots of people are homeschooling differently and for the first time and even homeschoolers who have been homeschooling previously well just lots is changing in the world at the moment so we've decided to do a more conversational chat amongst some of the Mum Heart team and bring that to you each week at the moment. And we're just going to choose a topic each week and just chat amongst ourselves of how we have implemented things, what we've done in our own families and lives um, as homeschoolers. And hopefully that can be an encouragement and help to you during this time when things are changing. So this week, we are going to talk about home, which is a big word, but it's something that really needs to be cultivated to create a home that's a sanctuary and a a place that we enjoy being because, well, we are home at the moment. So I think it's an important thing to put a focus on. How are we creating our home, the relationships within it, our environment, the atmosphere, just everything that home incorporates. So with me today, I have got Barb Somervale and Ainsley, Smith, who are members of our Mum Heart national team. And we're just going to all talk about this um, creating homes as a sanctuary. And I'd just like to say it's kind of important to create a place of refuge and life, beauty and safety, growth and love for all members of our families, especially at this time. So, Barb, what would you like to add on creating our homes at the moment? Well, I think um, the more energy you put into being at home intentionally, the more you want to be there. I, I'm blessed to live in a beautiful little spot. Sometimes I think I don't actually want to go anywhere. I like being at home. But I'm sure as nice as home is, um, it's a whole different kettle of fish at the moment. But the things that I have really tried to focus on, I remember um, having a conversation with Jacinta who is part of Mum Heart, Jacinta Cordell. Some of you may have heard her speaking. She talked uh, about the importance of cultivating interests and hobbies. And I think when you've got something that you enjoy doing at home and, and exposing your children to different opportunities to learn new interests until something clicks with them, that really cultivates contentment. And I know when I'm out and about, I sometimes really look forward to getting home to get stuck into whatever my latest project is. So cultivating interests and hobbies that anchor you at home is, is a really important thing to do, I reckon. Mm. And a good time to do that now when we do have time to try new things or pick up things that we've been wanting to do, but not only for ourselves, but for our children as well. We can introduce them to um, something that we think might interest them. Yes. Mm. Yeah, we've got plenty of time. (laughs) Exactly. It is one of the blessings of the moment. Well, at least for a lot of people. I think for some people, 
it's, it's a flip side. You feel like you should have time, but there's actually more responsibilities if suddenly you're working from home as well as have the responsibility of your children. Um, for a lot of people, we will have extra time because extracurricular activities are not happening. But there, there is the both there too, I think. Mm. Yes, that's right. I think it's going to be challenging for home mums who are used to working full-time or part-time to figure out um, that if they're working from home, how to turn off work and fully be at home. Yeah. So that, that's, a, that's a challenge. Yes. Yeah, what about you, Ainsley? Yeah, um, I agree with Barb. We've just reorganised one of the rooms in our house um, so each person has a table because they've got half done projects that just they weren't getting to. So I've reorganized um, our main family area so that we can all be doing our projects together. So it's not like you off in your room and you off there, but sort of trying to do it together as a group. And I think being together um, when you focus on your individual projects is really nice because you still all, um, you can see what each other's doing, you can chat, you can even put an audio book on. Um, but you can all still do it together and I like that idea rather than um, kind of separating I mean we obviously still have our separate time but I really like the idea of doing projects together in the same space I think that's a really good thing because the kids see what you're doing the children see what they're each doing and it, it kind of inspires each other but it's also more than that it's the incidental conversations that just happen because you happen to be beside each other working um, not necessarily on the same thing but you're in the same space so it's those little conversations that really build memories and relationships between all members of the family when Scott comes home he can just walk in and spend five minutes with one of them and help them with their project and then keep doing whatever he needs to be doing as well. So it's nice being in that main area. Yep. Yeah. But each has their own space that they can spread out, leave their things out and feel in control of their own little area is a really good thing too there. And it's also not taking over, like, you know, the entire house is in a mess. We've each got our own table and they've all got their project on their table because I struggle with too much mess. I like order. Um, so trying to allow them to be chaotic in their own space without destroying the entire house um, mm. is a bit of a trick, but we're working on that. Um, and just we, we try new things like this is something I haven't done before. So we're just going to try it at the moment and see how it goes. I, I moved um, into the schoolroom with all my art supplies um, recently because I wanted to be near my teenage son who didn't need me hovering over his shoulder, helping him every spare minute, but I still needed to be in the same space and just in that vicinity. And um, I could be creative with what I was doing, but my, my attention was there with him as well. And when he needed me fully present, I was so happy to just pop over and um, help him out. And he gave me advice on different things too, when I needed another brain to bounce ideas around. So it's wonderful to share that same space together, but still have your own area. Um, Being prepared to try something different, reorganising your home. You know, if you've always done creative work in a certain part of the house, well, maybe it's time to bring it out to the dining table with a basket for each person or like everyone's space is different. And so it's going to look different. I was talking to a, um, 
someone my son works with and she's thrust into kids at home and has never homeschooled or, or really gone down this route. Mm -hmm. And it was one of the biggest things she said was that are just creating a space. So half of their dining table is the space for school and the pencils and everything stays on that half of the dining table, which probably seems so insignificant, but it made a big difference to her just designating that space too. Another advantage of being nearby is if your kids um, do start to niggle, which happens when they're together a lot, um, you can jump on it a bit sooner. You can catch it before it becomes a full-blown feud um, mm. and just... <laughs> try and help them separate a little bit or just coach them through it before it becomes a big problem. I yes. noticed for my kids, because we, well, I mean, we're home already. We're, we're home quite a bit. But because we're at home all the time now, they're just grating on each other a little bit more than they used to because there's no added dynamics of a new friend or a different activity. Um, so I'm trying to be very aware of that and just catch that a little bit sooner. Um, and so us all being in the same space helps with that a lot. Creating a home is more than just the, the physical locality and the, um, with the space that we have. I suppose taking it a step deeper, it's how we choose to spend our days, how we plan um, creating a bit of a structure and routine, which I'm thinking now as we are just starting school holidays in Queensland, it's like, okay, how will we restructure the, um, our days and our time to still be flexible and have a holiday feel, but to still be productive so that it, people don't just start getting bored, which is never a, really a good thing when boredom sets in too badly. Some stage of boredom's good because they get creative then. But um, So structuring our time, but also a safe place for our kids to talk to us and acknowledge feelings and grow we all make mistakes in life and I think especially at this time when a lot of emotions are probably running high just having that safety how can we create that space for our children I think it's important to acknowledge that you're you really value their input and their opinions you don't have all the answers and so you can say well I don't know the answer to that question or wow that's a very good point that you've raised let's talk about it and um, sort of treat treat the the whole family as valuable to have an open and honest conversation about some hard things sometimes and face the fears and be honest about well you feel a bit uncertain about everything as well and um, you know as, as my children have gotten older I found it the most beautiful thing to actually ask them to pray to pray for me in my insecurities about a situation sometimes. And just, I feel safe to ask for that too and to value them as people with their own opinion. And it may be different to yours and you can just have a different humble attitude by saying, wow, that's really interesting. I never thought about it like that before. <laughs> Even if you don't, you don't pounce on it to disagree all the time. I think that's, Children will just clam up if you just keep pouncing and saying, that's not right, or no, that's not true, or whatever. Just be patient and kind and value their input. Mm. I think asking them questions too, um, rather than assuming I know what they're thinking, try and yes. ask them what they're thinking or how they're feeling or how does such and such make them feel or have they got a word they could use to describe how this makes them feel or something like that can 
give me more insight to where they're at than me assuming where they're at. And you asking them then is what Barb was saying there too. It is, it's validating that their feelings and their opinions are important as well, validating them as humans and part of the family. Yeah, and I think mm. having good family conversations around mealtimes and things like that can be really good. And to a certain extent, we've got to talk about what's happening in the world at the moment. But I think it's also great to talk about other things like, you know, pull out a random question about if you could plan a holiday anywhere, where would you go? Or, you know, just other things that are a little bit more positive or different from the current, yeah. you know, news and media, I think is probably pretty good because their filter is very different to ours. I think that's a good point. I was talking to my daughter about what what this means to her what um, and her friend and um, they said, you know, it's important to turn off the input and guard guard the home from letting the world in, letting the news be on all the time or the television on all the time. Um, we actually don't have a television and um, neither does Evie's friend. And I think that's very interesting for a young person as well, choosing to guard the home and what comes into the home. Um, don't bring the world into the home to dominate the atmosphere, but you have a choice to guard the atmosphere of home and make it feel safe and a refuge from what's going on out there. It's not like you're ignoring it, but you don't have to bring it in and live with it all the time. This is definitely, you want to create a sanctuary and a haven and a refuge. Yeah. Um, and that really means being a guardian of what you allow in, whether it's the type of movies that you allow the kids to watch and certainly the news <laughs> yes. and the current affairs. Yeah, finding that right balance between not digging your head in the sand and pretending the world doesn't exist outside our four walls, but really what you're saying there, guarding the atmosphere of our home. Um, yes. We're the ones, as mothers especially, parents jointly but we really do do so much to creating the atmosphere in our home as mothers whether it's by what we allow in but also by our attitudes and the way we respond to things and um our just our mood of the time which is a bit confronting sometimes when we're not always perfect um, it's a big responsibility oh it is yes <laughs> but i think right now we have such a such an opportunity to really create that atmosphere and to work deeper on what we're actually wanting our family to become and like really actually planning and, and dreaming about okay what do we want our home to be what do we want our family and home as a physical place that we live but also the people that live within it really actually thinking that through what do we want our family to be like what do we want our home atmosphere to be like I like a Sally Clarkson quote I had written down in my little quote book, but it was, we need to take the lead in establishing the atmosphere of our home through serving. And I think I really liked that because it put it into perspective for me that we do serve our family so much, how important that is and how that does establish the atmosphere that serving is something we do in our home. So then the children pick that up as well. Yes. And cultivating in them an attitude of serving each other and serving the family as a whole. Mm. I remember standing at the stove, really grumpy one day, feeling the words in my head, I'm slaving away over a hot stove over here and everybody else is doing whatever they want to do. And then I felt the Lord really whisper to me and say, no, you're not slaving away, you're servanting away. <laughs> There's a big difference. There is changes of perspective completely. Yes. <laughs> mm. 
And it changes your heart attitude. So then you're going to approach your children differently. You're not going to look at them and go, oh, they're not doing anything to help. You're going to come across and go, hey, do you mind coming and helping me? And you're going to come with a much more gentle attitude rather than being frustrated. Yes. Yeah, encouraging and teaching them to serve as well rather than doing it out of obligation. Yes, exactly. Mm. Yeah, so it's such a a good thing that we can focus on now and realise that, cultivating habits and attitudes and family relationships doesn't happen overnight. It was really a long-term thing. We can refocus ourselves on this time when we've got time at home and work on them, but also be realistic and not expect massive changes to happen overnight as well. Just one thing that I've really noticed um, about this time worldwide is that people are going crazy buying plants and seeds and they're getting out in their garden. So, I mean, your garden is part of your home. If you're blessed to have even a tiny little square in the backyard, you can grow silver beet or a passion fruit vine um, and some herbs. But I think it's wonderful little byproduct of this time that people are getting busy in their gardens. And I think that's one of the most therapeutic things that you can do. Just be outside working together in the garden. Um, some of the children like to have their own little space to grow whatever flowers they like. You know, I think that's great. And people are growing their own food, which you can't eat straight away. But, um, you know, there'll be something to show for it in six to eight weeks. It'll be amazing. Yeah. And on that as well, I was in a local department store. The lady there was saying she was run off her feet. I mean, I was just about the only customer in the whole store, but with all these orders for craft supplies. So she was packaging up fabrics with zips and threads and she was packaging up wool sending to people in nursing homes and all of this. So crafting, um, working with our hands is another thing that's happening a lot at the moment. Yeah, when my um, son's friend said... I asked her what, what are her thoughts about home and she said, finding handsy things to do. <laughs> and I thought of that quote, busy hands, happy hearts. And for her, it's um, loving cooking. And she did lots and lots of cooking and took it to her grandparents and she bought some, some yummy things out here for us as well. But that's, that's a gift of serving, but it's also something that she loves to do and keep her hands busy. Yeah, busy hands, happy hearts. So what other practical ways can we use do in this time to making our homes life-giving for our families obviously getting in and doing crafty things gardening but what other practical things would would you say Ainsley I think part of it for me is keeping some kind of schedule like rather than just letting everyone go loose and just doing whatever they want to having some sort of it's very loose schedule it's not a it's not a it's not a you know at 9.30, we do exactly this. But just having a bit of around morning tea time, maybe we'll play a board game together and then have some project time and just sort of having blocks of time that are slightly directed because um, that just gives everyone a little bit of an idea what's happening and how it's going to happen. Um, helps my son not get bored because I do have one that likes to, you know, get bored. And I, I just think that helps give, give people an idea what's coming. I want to know what's coming next. Mm -hmm. um, so that really helps me and, and our family. And it also allows me time to slot in. Well, for the first half hour after breakfast, we all just do a few chores together. So that means someone puts washing on, someone does the dishes, someone empties the bins. Like if we all just do a little bit to help early in the day, it makes the whole day run a lot smoother for everyone. Yeah, I think that's... Share about what your son said, Karina. 
Yeah, I was talking about this um, podcast episode and my 12-year-old son piped up and said, oh, well, the thing you've got to do is get all the housework done, tidy everything up and make the place your really nice place you want to be. And this is coming from a boy who works very well in a cluttered environment, shall we say. It just It's just almost like he doesn't see his environment, not that he's messy, it's just that he can plonk down in the middle of someone else's mess and work, do his schoolwork, whatever it is, and he just doesn't see. I always thought he never saw what was around him. And yet that was his suggestion. Just tidy up, get the housework done, and then you'll make your home a place that you want to be and it's a nice place to be together. Um, I think um, for families who are not used to being at home full time, there's, there's actually a lot more work to do, but there's also more workers and perhaps children haven't been expected to to pitch in and um, help carry the load and it definitely doesn't have to be all mum doing all the work so um, that's another honest conversation that you can have with Grace as well to just talk about okay um, maybe you can have um, put all the jobs in a hat and people draw out you know a little slip of paper and that's their job for that week and you can shift Mm -hmm. it around so nobody's cleaning the toilet every day (laughs) all week (laughs) but share, share the work because there's more workers uh, and you can do that quite efficiently if we, everybody pitches in as a team. I was yeah. thinking about a classroom situation. They all have different jobs and expectations and, you know, there's things that they have to do and that. So they're quite used to having some sort of job or habit that they have to do. Um, teachers, I'm sure, run on some kind of, um, you know, we all do this and then we go here. Um, so that I, I would even ask your kids, what, what are they expected to do at school and in the classroom? How do you help out? And just see if they can throw some ideas out too. And again, that's I, good training for um, just habits and life and developing life skills um, of how to run a household is an opportunity to work with that with our children now. It's different to holidays, isn't it? Because in holidays, everybody sort of relaxes and you don't really have that. But at this point in time, we do need to have those, uh, uh, some structure or, or it's just going to, everything will go off the rails and we don't know how long this is going to be lasting. So it's great to put some things in place and maybe it's an opportunity to put some things in place that have needed to be addressed for quite some time. So it's an opportunity to reassess who carries the responsibilities for different things and pitching in together more. Mm. Um, what about cooking? Um, of course, the boys say home is where the yummy food is. <laughs> what do one of my children say? Genuine food. Mm. <laughs> what does genuine food mean that's, you know, home cooked and nourishing and, but also yummy and comforting? All sorts of food. That's right. Try new recipes. Try things that different um, family members like old favorites whatever it is for you that's a it's a good time to do that yeah and you get your boys involved in cooking don't you Ainsley and so they they might be having fun with some new recipes yeah they they all cook a bit um I don't know that any of them are adventurous cooks but they all they're all happy to get in and help I was very thankful today my son walked in and said what's for lunch mum and how can I help I just went oh my goodness that's the best line I've heard all day <laughs> yes because <laughs> it wasn't just it wasn't just feed me it was I'm hungry how can I help make this happen mm. so that that just made my heart happy that's wonderful that is all mm. those all those training <laughs> times of training you can start to see are starting to pay off yeah they are 
And I but think that's for taken... older children coming home, they love the familiar family foods that they've grown up with. So, you know, if you have young children, then establishing those family favourites that create memories, actually, and that they'll crave when they come back. Mm. Um, and they're the things that they'll miss, those special meals that you've put a lot of love into making. They're time-consuming because often home cooking is from scratch. Um, and that's a whole part of anchoring yourself at home as well. And I think tying different foods to different days of the week too. Like for years and years, we've had fish and chips on Friday nights because my son, when he first went to kindy for one day a week, Friday was the only day he went. Um, but he got home so tired and I wanted to spend time with him when he got home. So I would just make sure I had the fish and chips already on the trays and I could just shove them in the oven and they would pretty much cook themselves. And so mm-hmm. ever since we've had Fish and Chip Friday, like it's just always been attached to that day. And it's like a memory. They're like, oh, it's Friday. It's Fish and Chips. So it's, I think it's fun to attach things to certain days too. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So it's like that rhythm and structure that we're saying about our, our days. It's really good to incorporate that over the course of the week as well. So just picking up on something that we said a bit earlier is creating home as a place we all like to be and that's cozy and comforting to us which is going to look different every home looks different every family every group of people is different so what creates a cozy and comfy comforting i suppose is a better word home for you and your family is going to look different to other people i know you know some for some people it's what mug they drink their cup of tea out in the morning Others, it's lighting the candle is a, um, a trigger to, oh, I can rest and, and be still in this moment. But what are other ways that you would say to create that comforting, beautiful environment that your whole family enjoys living in at the moment? Uh, for me, it's flowers. <laughs> um, I absolutely love flowers and my daughters all love flowers and bringing flowers into the home and that to me is my little reward. Like when I've done wash the floor or something, that's the finishing touch and it's my little reward. And so bringing beauty into the home, like flowers and art and a lovely magazine is like a little reward to me as well. Like if I've done the grocery shopping or something, I love coming home, that sense of coming home to that cup of tea and curling up in the corner of the lounge with a new mazagine, the children call them. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, music, playing music, um, having my children play their music, that feels like a place of beautiful home. Um, Having a lot of space for the children to develop that love of music. There's nothing like just coming home and jumping on the piano. I think when my daughters feel homesick, they miss having the piano. Mm. Um, I I like the story, Ainsley, you said about the sunflowers. Can you tell that story? Oh, yeah. One day we were just driving home from our um, little local library truck and there were some wild sunflowers growing on the side of the road. So on the way, my son said, can we stop and pick them? And I said, okay. So we did on the way back after we'd been to the library and we just stuck them in a vase in the middle of the table and they, they were pretty and that just brought a little bit of joy to our day and helped us, um, helped me look past the things that weren't, it helped me keep a perspective of joy. So even in those moments where I would normally get frustrated, somehow they just helped me 
stay calm and still find joy even in the hard moments. So that was just a little, you know, bright yellow joy in the middle of our table, which was nice. And in that story too, just picking up on a couple of things, you said yes to something your son asked that wasn't necessarily convenient or easy because I remember your story <laughs> no. that trod through the long grass. Or it was, yes, it was on the side of the road and the grass was as tall as they were, so they weren't going in. Yeah. Um, so I had to go in and then I couldn't break the jolly things off. They were too hard. So then we had to rummage around in the car and we did have a pocket knife in the car. I have three boys, so there's often a pocket knife around. But so I'm sawing <laughs> off these things with a plumbing pocket knife that wasn't sharp. And, but, you know, it was fun and, you know, it, it, it was just another thing. I could have gone, no, we don't have time for that. We've got to get home and do the schoolwork or finish whatever we had to do. But really, it was, it was three minutes. If you really stick, it probably took us five minutes. But it just brought joy to our day. So that's very true. Yeah, sometimes just stopping and saying yes, even if it's not on your agenda or in your timing or really convenient right then. Important. <laughs> My mum used to always say it takes effort to create memories and she was the best yeah. at that. She would, effort was never a consideration if it was going to create a memory at the end of it. And I think I've always kept that one with me. That's such a good, good um, motto because... It is, it does take effort. And sometimes you think, oh, this is just exhausting. I couldn't, why am I doing this? But there's things that my kids remember that I remember from being a lot of effort, but they remember it as this amazing event or this great fun time or, you know, to them it was amazing memory. And then that brings me real joy to yeah. know that they remember it and that it was worth the effort. I think at this time um, we were chatting before about m maybe some, Mums love that clean, uncluttered, contemporary white <laughs> space of a home. Others like that warm, cosy quilt, textiles around, um, lots of books and things. Um, but I would just love to encourage families to let the children make creative or have evidence of creative play. There's a difference between dirty messes you don't, you don't let your children climb all over the lounge with sticky things while they're eating, um, but you can let them pull out the rugs and the blankets and make cubbies and then all pitch in and have a time to tidy up at the end of the day so it's not mum sighing going, oh, I have to clean all this up later. If the children want to create a fantastic cubby that means hours of play together and lots of imagination, then just run with that and they'll have that happy memory. Think of things that might be messy for you, but um, put, your, put aside your sense of comfort and let them, let them be happy with that. It might be finger painting outside on the veranda, but you can always hose it off. Mm. Um, and that's letting them have the opportunity to do something messy, but it's not dirty mess. It's just evidence of creative play. <laughs> yeah, and depending yeah. on habits you've created or the age of your children when it comes time to tidy up it might be well you just go and tidy it up because they're old enough and responsible enough to do that but it also might mean okay at five o'clock we are going to get the house in order and it means us as mothers might have to get down and train our young children how to tidy up and be their helper um, as they tidy up but working alongside of them so that then they learn that hey we're all in this together and creating order in the house is important at certain times mm -hmm. and I'm going to teach you how to do that. 
Yeah, and you can make it a fun game. Like you can make it a race. Who can get all the blocks in the fastest? Or, you know, you can you can actually make it really fun. I found for my family it's better if we all do one room together and then we all move to the next room together rather than going, you go and do that room, you go and do that room. Like we actually all stay together again mm-hmm. and just work through the house as a group yep. rather than splitting up um, because otherwise they feel like they're on their own. Whereas if you're together, I find that works really well. I find I'm a mix between... I'm, I'm quite practical, so I don't have lots of things scattered around my house, but I, I also don't have a really clean white look. Um, so I, I do struggle with the mess of toys, but then I do have those set times where we do clean up and sometimes it's just before lunch and then it's again just before dinner. We pack away all those things that we've had out so far. And by having a couple of those times through the day, it's not a massive cleanup at the end of the day. Mm. It's just little bits. Occasionally we'll leave stuff out. They're like, oh, mum, we're halfway through a game. And I'm like, that's okay. We'll leave that bit out and let's clean up all the other little bits around that. Yes, I I think there's nothing more frustrating for a child than say, well, that's it. We just have to tidy it all up right now. And they're like, but mum, I've spent hours doing that. Yeah, just it's it's not mess sometimes. Mm. Just let them come back to it tomorrow. But there is a time frame that it's time to put it all away. Yeah, my, my thing with my children is their current project can stay out for as long as it wants. You know, they, we've got an, a table and an area that's really theirs for doing their creative things or their play, whatever it might be. But as soon as if, if they're working on something, they might be building Lego. Well, I don't care if the whole room is covered in Lego as long as that's their current thing. And that can last for days. I'll never put a time on when that needs to be tried. But as soon as they stop playing with Lego and move on to building with plasticine, whatever it might be, well, then the Lego needs to be tidied up. They can only have their current project out and that can stay as long as they want. That's a good policy. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. So really, we, I think we've covered a lot of ground and essentially we've got a really, you know, a flip side of being home and having a lot of things cancelled and changed on us is that we can really see the positives in creating home, creating the family culture and relationships within our family so much more now in this time, because we do have time to focus on what's important for us and our family. And I think that's been Mm. a really good conversation we've had today. Thank you. Yep. Thanks, Karina. Any parting words you'd like to leave our listeners with? Busy hands, happy hearts. (laughs) Good, good policy. And I'd say it takes effort to create memories as the motto of my mum. Well, thank you all for joining us and we'll look forward to tuning in next week with another chat on a different topic. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Bye. Bye. It's been wonderful having you join us today. Whether you've been doing the dishes, folding the laundry or getting some exercise, thanks for sharing this time with us. To find us online, search Mum Heart Australia for our website, Facebook or Instagram. And feel free to leave us any questions or comments. And remember to share this episode with a friend if you think they might be encouraged by it. Thanks for being in cahoots with us today.